You're listening to the Green Room with Neil Griffiths podcast, presented by Handshake Media. This episode, recorded backstage at Good Things Festival 2019, is brought to you in conjunction with Handshake Media and our pals, Audio Technica. To check out more podcasts from the Handshake Media Network, head to themusic.com.au. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Welcome to The Green Room with Neil Griffiths. This is a very special episode. It's a festival special. We are backstage at the Sydney Good Things Festival here in Centennial Park. Uh, Before we go anywhere, we do have to thank our pals, Audio Technica, who are providing some sweet, sweet prizes for our sweet, sweet guests. Uh, We're giving away some headphones today, and I am stoked to be joined by this amazing lineup of guests on this episode, I am joined by Good Things Festival acts, including Slowly Slowly, Real Big Fish, Bad Religion, Ice Nine Kills, Simple Plan, Violent Soho, A Day to Remember, and finally, the headliners of Good Things 2019, Parkway Drive. So sit back, relax, as we bring you all the action from Good Things 2019. All right, Good Things 2019 continues to roll on here backstage on the green room and I am joined by Slowly Slowly. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Uh, two of the four of you are on this green room at Splendor in July. Yes, that was myself, Ben and Pat. Yep. Yeah. Um, guys, I know you won a prize at Splendor last time. Twist ending. The prize is exactly the same. We will do a speed round again, but, you know, the prize is the same, so sorry about that. That's absolutely fine. But you guys will love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's more the glory <laughs> that we're interested yeah, in. Um, so to summarise, what's been going on since June, July? What was Splendid? July. You wow. guys, You guys have had a crazy couple it's of months. Fast. Um, um, tell me what's been going on. I mean, supporting the likes of Chili Peppers, Amy Shark. Yeah, we did that. We uh, did a big national tour for uh, our single Jellyfish that came out, which is... That was wild. That was... Uh, that was one of the best times I've had on tour, and then we just went straight into a regional tour, and uh, yeah, just seen a lot of the country, mm. a lot of. It's been uh, it's been great. Yeah, is this your first good things? It's our first good things. None of us have um, been punters either before. So, okay. Yeah, this is our our first good things. We're loving it. This is very exciting. Um, and, and tell me about the regional tour again. You you supported little indie bands like Chili Peppers and Amy Shark and then hit the regional circuit um, what have the highlights been? Every, to be honest every city were, every place we went was a highlight it was um, it, we went into it thinking that there might be a couple of weaker shows in terms of attendance but it was it was greatly attended and we had a ball at, um, so many hot die hard fans just at every city it was so sick yeah, mm. people that just came out of the woodwork, people that we didn't know existed in places yeah. that we'd never been before. So, um, yeah, hugely, it was very heartwarming. Yeah, it's it been great. it's pretty crazy as well because I think I told you guys last time as well. My first experience of slowly, slowly was Big Sound, 2017, 2018, yeah. and you're at Crowbar, and it was fucking <laughs> rammed. I thought, oh shit, like there must be like a big international band down here. What a surprise gig! And it was you guys, and it was fucking incredible. Yeah. So the rooms are getting bigger, the fan base is getting bigger. What's next? Uh, we've got some stuff to announce uh, for next year, but despite a really heavy year of touring this year, being very busy behind the scenes, um, gearing up for 2020, so um, all will be revealed pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think next year is going to be our biggest one yet. Album? Um, there'll be a little some some. <laughs> <laughs> what about the chickens, Ben? This is news to me. You uh, you have a chicken. What, what's the actual term for it? Chicken farm? <laughs> no, we have a, a coop chicken pen at my house. Chicken coop. Yeah, got a coop. Yeah. And um, 
Because you've been doing some like solo sessions with the chickens. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I run uh, a YouTube channel, um, and Alex, actually from our band, mixes the audio. Yeah. Um, and Michael Roberts, who films most of the slowly, slowly videos, does um, he does the filming for it. So yep. we decided because we we do we've done a few little acoustic slowly videos and for different projects of mine over the years, and we just kind of got got good at it and then <laughs> we were like we should do this for other people so um, I started up yeah a little YouTube channel and Facebook and Instagram called Chook Tunes and clever um, people just come over and drink some coffee have a croissant and play a song that's kind of genius for YouTube as well because if you type in like cats or kittens or puppies that shit gets hits yeah. put in little baby chickens yeah <laughs> how many hits are you getting it's just sort of kicking off now we've only yeah. probably released five or six but yeah. um, we've got a heap in the bank and getting hit up all the time now so it's um yeah it's, it's going really well it's just something uh, I was sort of having a think earlier this year about something I could do in the vein of music and mm. that wasn't necessarily serving myself and it's nice to just do things for other people and be involved in that creative process but not be the one sweating bullets behind the camera lens you know yeah. in front of the camera lens yeah it's nice to be behind it yeah yeah. Well, it's, what's the date today? 7th of December. So we got a couple of weeks left of the year. What have you guys got left? Are you going to take some downtime or are you going to rev up quickly for 2020? Got a couple of weeks off, but... Um... Uh, yeah, so we got um, New Year's Eve on the Hill um, coming up, which we're really, really excited about. And then um, we're going to spend New Year's Eve playing at the Rosemount in Perth, mm-hmm. which... Um, Again, very, very excited about that. Yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah, we love going to Perth. The shows are always nuts for us over there. So. Yeah. Is there any band on this lineup today that you guys are stoked to see? Uh, we played just before Andy Shikari, which is pretty nuts for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alex are huge fans. And, we really um, want to see Lion Soho. Yeah. Yeah. Big Soho fans. Yeah, we, yeah. We're a fan of everybody. Like, yeah. I can't, I couldn't tell you one person on the lineup that we, you know, wouldn't want to see. Yeah. yeah. We're very lucky to be part of it. Well, guys, thank you for so much for coming by. We're very excited to have you here. Uh, again, we're going to do the speed round. Ben, I'm sorry. You guys, you've already won the headphones. This just makes no fucking sense. But it's fine. It's great. All right, ready, guys? We're going to do the speed round. All right, so all you have to say, the first thing that comes to mind... No worries. Word association. <laughs> Move the mic, Sally. Yeah. And also, if... I'm, I'm getting it, sweaty. <laughs> all right, guys, are you ready? Time for the speed round. Whatever comes to mind. Good things. Toffee apples. What the fuck? Let's get it. Let's get it. Go, 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 go. Billie Eilish. Onion. <laughs> this is bullshit. Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Gypsies. Social media. Sick. Music in 2019. Ghetto. Music in 2030. Classic. You guys, you nailed it. Guess what? You've all won Audio Technica headphones. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Oh, no, give them to him. What am I going to do? Guys, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. Good oh, luck today. So Good things. <laughs> Billy Eilish. Well, guys, thank you again. And um, yeah, we can't wait to hear what's happening in 2020. Thanks, boys. Thank you. I'll kick it off. Hey, I'm Johnny from the Real Big Fish. I'm Brian from the Real Big Fish. And you're listening to <laughs> the, Green the Green Room, Room. <laughs> with Neil Griffiths. And that wasn't even rehearsed. Real big fish. Welcome to the green room, my friends. Oh, it's good to be back. Hello. Thanks uh, for having us. We, what, you guys got off stage about 20 minutes ago. You were the first band I saw today. I'm oh, hot God. and sweaty. You do look hot it, and sweaty. If, if you want to know, I'm hot and sweaty. Uh, Brian, I'm, you, you, I'm eating an ice pop. It's a so, Zupa Dupa. You know. Are you familiar with those? No, I'm not familiar. I mean, we have like, in, a, in the States, we have these things called... Uh, Otter Pops. Otter Pops. Are you familiar with that? Is that just that? It's but basically this. Yeah, yeah right. It's okay. basically this. How are the Zupa Dupas? It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically Otter Pop 
uh, equivalent. Well, they're, they're uh, proud sponsors of the podcast, so right, please don't badmouth them. And your name is much better than Otter Pop. Yeah. <laughs> Zuba Dubas? Oh, well. Zuba Dubas. I mean, they're yeah, icy, icy Poles? Icy Poles. Producers, I'm looking at you. Help me here. Icy, icy Poles? Icy Poles. Icy Poles. Yeah, sure. Um, guys, congratulations on that set. That was fucking incredible. Oh, thank you, man. Um, I've, I've been lucky enough to see you guys a couple of times uh, in concert over the years. That probably has to top it, I think. That was right. a lot of fun. That was definitely yeah. a lot of fun. How was um, Melbourne yesterday? Obviously, we're, this is the Sydney leg. Brisbane tomorrow. Um, to- totally awesome. Yep. Not as good as Sydney. Mm. Maybe, maybe next time Melbourne will, will bring it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they were awesome. Mm. But Sydney was off the hook. Yeah. Mm. Shall um, we say. Tell me about the new album, Life Sucks, dot, 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 so let's dance. It's the truth. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't get away from the shitty things that happen to you in life. But if you can learn how to uh, take things a little lighter, mm-hmm. if you can learn how to laugh at yourself, you're going to have a much better time in life. Mm-hmm. And everybody needs to think about laughing about the absurdity of life. Uh, it, you know, everybody that can't laugh at themselves are, can I cuss Neil? Of course you can. Fuck. Are, are fucking up the entire world. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, if you can't, if you can't find a way to have a good time every once in a while, yeah. then, yeah. Without getting too in-depth into an album title, like, was this a, an album title that was built on the current situation in American politics? Was this about maybe the PC culture going on right now globally? Or was this just a title you guys thought, oh, that's funny? Well, it's, it's more of the ethos of what Real Big Fish is. You know, we know how much people's lives can suck at times. That, you know, even our lives can suck at times. That's true. And uh, that uh, we can make you throw your hand in the air and raise a middle finger to everybody else. You know, um, giving people a, a, a break of an hour and a half or, or, or more in their lives, it really makes a difference, and we really appreciate that. So... We're just sharing our ethos. It's pretty incredible as well, because my first introduction to Real Big Fish would have been watching basketball right. in, what, 96, 97? Right. Um, and like you just said, having a good time, laughing, being in a good mood, all these things are associated with Real Big Fish. You guys have obviously changed what you do, but that theme of just having a good fucking time has has stayed true for 20-plus years. Right. But as you said, though, like, you know, it's, it's, it's always it can be tough to always be in that mood. Can, when you guys get into a, a studio to record... Is it is it a, a challenge to sometimes get up and say fuck? Okay, we we got to be real big fish now. Let's all laugh. Ha 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 ha. No. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, no. That, that this is we're old enough. Uh, I, I think everybody in the band is old enough to uh, really appreciate what we get to do for a living. Mm. And uh, uh, you know, for a lot of bands, that's not the case. If you get really really famous, uh, which we are not really really famous, and if you make a whole right. bunch of money. That can it separates you from the rest of the world. We we don't make enough money that it <laughs> separates us from the rest of the world. We're no. always in the world. Uh, we're always <laughs> yeah. struggling to pay our rents and pay our mortgages and put uh, you know clothes on our backs. So we, we definitely have this working class ethos, and we've learned to uh, embrace that and and be the champion of of the normal people. I feel like Brian just nods and goes, yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a really cool way to look at it because, it's, I mean, is it, is it a weird thing to think about too when people think of Scar, Real Big Fish are considered pioneers. Like, you guys are at the top of this genre of music, but like you just said, you know, you guys still work day to day. You struggle to pay rent. Like, is that is that a weird 
juxtaposition, I suppose. Being Infl- considered a legend. But yeah, right, right. Uh, uh, <laughs> working class legends. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm grateful for any recognition that we get that we get to continue to do this, mm. you know? Right. And there's not too many ska bands from America that can come over to Australia and, and you know. Everyone knows the words to every song. Sure. Just yeah. be a bit, you can be a bit of an ego dick about this. It's fine. <laughs> And a cool thing about our band is we get to play a lot of these great festivals. Yeah. And so we get to play with a lot of bands that we really love. Like, mm. like we, we played a lot with the Whalers yeah. and a lot with the Scatolites, these guys that pioneered this music that we play. Um, uh, and Toots and the Maytals. I mean, I have got uh, gotten to stand front row and center and watch Toots. And it was like just the, the best experience in the world. So it's uh, coming full circle. Is there anyone on this Good Things lineup that you guys have seen or are big fans of? You know, it's kind of been like a get in here, play the show, and then you got to get out. Yeah. Like, so, like, we, I, we have, I haven't really even had a chance to, like, only, like, right after we play, and then, like, who's ever, like, right next to us on <laughs> yeah. the stage. We kind of get to see them for a minute before, yeah. like, the circus of, like, backstage happens, yeah. and then, like, everyone's kind of like, go, 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 go. Yeah, you know? yeah. Right. Uh, I got to still see a little bit of the Veronicas. They are amazing. Yeah. Uh, we got to see a little bit of Poppy. She's awesome. Yep. So uh, it just happens to be all the people that are on our stage around us. Because uh, yesterday we couldn't even see the other stage. Right. It was like uh, I had right. no idea. Because the setup was different, you mean? Oh, right. The setup was right. much different. Okay. Yeah, a little, little further third, further apart. Yeah. yeah. Okay, tell me about the album. Obviously, Life Sucks, So Let's Dance is the first Ruby Fish album in, what, five years? Could be. Yeah. I'll take your word for I'm it. I'm going on what Aaron said in a recent interview. I do a lot of research, Johnny. <laughs> a lot of research. Um, he said that it's uh, it was kind of a long wait. Now you guys are maybe looking at doing a live album. That'll be the first since 2006. Right. Do you, like, do you guys, is this in the works or is this all kind of just loose talk considering the album is still uh, pretty fresh? The records come out when they're ready. Yep. You know, you know it, it's an organic process and uh, we have to all go away and write songs. Aaron goes away and... Uh, you know, eventually these things start to bubble up in him, and uh, and he'll get the whole song inside of his head. It'll it'll be complete in his head. He won't know how to play it on guitar. Uh, won't have sung it, but it's all in his head. And uh, and how then do we you go in. Communicate that. Uh, eventually, he'll make a demo. Right. So he'll make a demo with the guitar and uh, like a scratch drum track and the vocals, right. and then uh, he'll give those to us. And then he'll either have an idea for horn parts or he'll go, I don't have any ideas for horn parts for this. Will you guys go away and write them? And uh, Matt and I and, and our former trombone player, Billy, went away and wrote uh, a, a lot of those horn parts. So right. it's an organic process. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for coming by. This has been a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed your zip of Brian. I can throw that in the bin after. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. Neil, uh, I got to eat all your popcorn. It was the best yeah, thing in the world. It's fine. Before you go, I'm going to give you a little prize for coming by, so thank you for that. All you got to do is answer a speed round. Word association. All right? First thing that comes to mind when I say the following things. Are we ready? Okay. All right. Good things. Cheese. Billie Eilish. Cheese. Old Town Road. Cheese. Donald Trump. Definite cheese. cheese. <laughs> Climate change. <laughs> cheese. Moldy cheese. Social media. Oh, stinky cheese. <laughs> it doesn't have to be cheese. For, okay. Music in 2019. Mm. Spicy cheese. <laughs> Music in 2030. Ooh. Ultra spicy cheese. <laughs> well, you hijacked that fucking thing, but I'm going to today. Real Big Fish, you guys have won Audio Technica headphones. They are actually our sponsors, not Zubidoo, but Audio Technica are. Uh, Bianca, can you please give them some headphones? Woo!
Woo! Oh, guys, wow. thank you so much. Oh, thank you thank so you, much. Very kind of you. Guys, it was so awesome to have oh, you here. Neil, thank you so much. Thank you, man. We look forward to seeing you. Thank you for having us, man. Woo! Good things 2019 rolls on here backstage on the green room, and now I am honored to be joined by Jay from Bad Religion. Sir, welcome to the show. Welcome to the park. Yeah, I mean, you just you literally just rolled in, didn't you? Like a yeah. couple of minutes ago. Yeah, we just drove right by the botanical garden, and I went, let me out. <laughs> uh, the air is shit. Sorry about the air quality right it's now. It's not shit. Come on, we have, flat, we have fires and this. Where? In, in, you mean in California? In, in California. Yeah. Is it like exactly like this or better yeah. or worse? It's it's a lot like this. When, okay. when it's really bad, it's yeah. it's the same. Okay. Well, we're just talking as well. You, I, you're just uh, doing the set list and I just interrupted that, so I apologize. That's okay. Uh, I can figure it out. You're on in what? An hour? An hour or two? One hour. Wow. And you're we're on it. We're on it uh, 4.30. I love this. And you, you're, like, you're just putting, to, putting it all together right now. Yeah. Is it just like a handwritten... Four yeah. copies, give it to everyone? Well, I, I, I do one handwritten, and then I give it to our tour manager, and he types it out, because yeah. my printing is kind of shitty. Yeah. So. How often do you guys look at each other when you're on stage and be like, what the fuck, who put this song in? Once a show. <laughs> sometimes ever, sometimes twice. Do you ever like do it intentionally just to piss one of the band members off? Um, no, because <laughs> that, you know, if I, if I do something that's really confusing, like just really throw a curveball... Yeah. And then it, it just messes the show up, for, you know, because then everybody's second guessing what yeah. the next thing is. And yeah. so it's always better to not be worried about uh, the future, mm. the imminent future. Well, I won't I won't spoil it for everyone because, well, yeah, you're on in an hour. Uh, you played Melbourne last last night. How last did that night. go? How was, that was, how was the show? That yeah? was a good time. Yeah. When was the last time you guys were back in Australia? It's been, six, a, it's six, been a couple of years, years, right? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. We were at the, whatever the, uh, the uh, Soundwave. Soundwave, yeah. Last year of that. Yeah. With, 2014? With 2013? Man, my producers and, aren't even paying and, attention. Uh, Fuck those guys. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't remember who else was on that bill. Yeah. But that, whatever, that was fun. Yeah, that was a lot yeah. of fun. And you guys are back with Age of Unreason. Congratulations. Yeah. So put out a new record after six years. So. Yeah, yeah. And this is like, this is not a common thing for, for Bad Religion to really, five years between albums. Well, well, it's not a common thing for bands to last 40 years. So everything, yeah, that's that, fair. everything we're doing at this point <laughs> is just, we're just making shit up. Yeah. Um, I mean, tell me about the album, man. Obviously, it's, it's coming a very interesting time in globally and especially in American politics. Yeah. It's a good time for Bad Religion to be back. Uh, I would trade all of that for... for the current situation to go away. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about what's going on in. I, you know, I, it's not. You know, look, he's it, it, talking about the administration in America. It's mm. just a, it's a symptom of a much larger problem, and that problem is just fear. Mm. It's just people afraid of strangers, whatever. Mm. And uh, what you're finding is that that fear is a great manipulator, mm. and people with a lot of money and power and influence, which basically means that own television stations or radio stations have learned how to uh, herd the cattle, as it were, yeah. into the things that they want them to do or believe. As far as the, the bad religion ethos, where do you think this particular time sits as far as your career goes, as far as these very important political moments in history and social change? Where does this sit? Uh, it, well, I'm 55 years old, and I've never experienced anything like this. I, I've, I've heard about times like this, basically times leading up to the Civil War, uh, you know, 50s, 60s leading into civil rights. Mm. Um, I've never seen this sort of behavior from people. Mm. It's, it's pretty primal. Um, my, my, my best hope, and hope is a shit word, 
uh, is that this is sort of the death knell of the caveman in us, and that what's going to be born out of this is a uh, more respectful, higher educated population who believes in science, who believes um, in the in the better part of human nature, and yeah. that and that not everyone that you don't trust is a bad person. I mean, I know you said like hope is a shit word, but that's really all we have right now as, as far as like you're trying to work towards a yeah, better Yeah, but you know, you can, you, can, you can exchange hope for actual work. Mm. Do the work. Don't yeah. just hope for something better. Make something better. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it, it takes more than one person carrying the load uh, to make things better. Obama couldn't do it. And I, I know a lot of people throw this, you know, he was the great... It's, look, he's just another man... Uh, who offered a a promise to people who didn't do the work? They just kind of wanted to just get a free ride. Is it is it a coincidence that Bad Religion have released this is their first album since Obama was in? Uh, it's not a coincidence, but it is the 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 coincidental part of this isn't is that more than an American band, I think that Bad Religion because we get to travel the world, we get to see how things are changing globally, mm. and that that civility that seems to be so lacking uh, is a global issue, mm. whether it's in Europe, whether it's in Australia, whether it's in America, that that loss of humanity really is, is what we're, we're zeroing in on is how, how the, the least kind people are making the biggest impact. It's a weird, interesting time because while this shit is happening, it is such a great time for bands like Bad Religion or Rage Against the Machine who have just reformed. Yeah, but that's a terrible analogy. That just means like you just thrive on shitty times. Yeah. It's just it's being a bottom feeder. And I don't necessarily think that um, well, I don't, I can't speak for other bands, but I know that that as as our band, uh, we we don't we don't wish for bad times at all. Mm. You know, our our, our our conscious effort has always just been to ask questions about what can elevate us as a species out of our own quagmire of we don't know what's going to happen so we either resort to faith and hope uh, which isn't a bad thing until you turn it against other people which is what you see in the Middle East that's that's a that's religious warfare gone steroid so uh, you know we're just, we're just basically looking for a a better time, a better people. Well, Jay, thank you so much for coming by, man. I you wish we had, I wish I had more time, but I'm going to wrap the fuck up. Um, before you go, I'm going to do a little speed round with you, and you're going to win a prize. So this is just quick word association. Whatever comes to mind, you say it. We'll go from there. All right. Here we go. Good things. Bad things. Billy Eilish. Billy Idol. Old Town Road. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, cowboy hat. <laughs> Nailed it. Donald Trump. Cowboy hat. Climate change. It's real. Social media. It's shit. Music in 2019. What? <laughs> Music in 2019. <laughs> what? Music in 2030. Fast forward. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for coming by. You win Audio Technica headphones. <laughs> Jay, thank you for coming oh, by, man. Really, really appreciate much. it. We're so happy to have you back in the country. Yeah. Looking forward Thanks to seeing for you guys soon. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Joining me backstage here at Good Things 2019 now, Spencer from Ice Nine Kills. Sir, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, bud. How are you feeling? Feeling great. 
first time in Australia ever. And what better way than Good Things Festival playing with my band? Do you know, so I was uh, throwing some interview requests in. And uh, a, a wonderful lady called Janine. I know you know her well. Janine Garofalo? Not close. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I'm messing with you. Um, she said you need to get Ice Nine Kills on the podcast. You absolutely need to get it. Um, I know you did this really fucking cool thing in Melbourne, what, two nights ago? You did like a, a cinema screening. Yes. Thing. Do, do you want to explain it? Because I'm going to do it terribly. We did an advanced screening of Blumhouse's Black Christmas, which is a remake of Bob Clark's 1974 mm-hmm. iconic slasher classic, mm-hmm. Black Christmas. Um, it's a very important film in the slasher genre. It precedes Halloween by four years. Mm-hmm. It was one of the first movies that I ever saw that put the audience in the killer's POV. Yeah. So you're watching the movie, and it's what the killer's seeing. Mm. And, uh, you know, another fun piece of trivia about that, Bob Clark, Bob Clark, who directed that film, also directed A Christmas Story, yeah. which is obviously the complete opposite of a, a horror film. And, uh, yeah, it was great. So we had a bunch of fans come down, and we had uh, a contest for best costume. So who won? Kids, kids came in really elaborate Pennywise costumes and Ghostface and... Camp Crystal Lake counselors, and, it, they, and it, they were so well put together that we actually made it a three-way tie mm-hmm. between uh, someone dressed as um, Edward Scissorhands, uh, Camp Crystal Lake counselor. This girl had a knife through her head, really cool gore, and um, another girl who was dressed as uh, Bill Skarsgård's uh, incarnation of Pennywise. Yeah, right. So. But- for people who might not be aware, after listening to that from Spencer, you are quite the horror movie fan. Let me ask you this question. Does your music inspire your passion for film, or does your passion for film inspire the music? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that, to me, horror and heavy music so naturally go hand in hand, Um, and I, I think it's a really cool way on both the film side and the music side as a release from anger Uh, and and not only that but also great movies just like great music can provide an escape from reality so that's really an honor to me when people say that our music and our movies have done that for people. Do you have any interest in in scoring films? In scoring films? I do, and I uh, score most of our music videos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Myself and our bassist, Joe, uh, have done the last couple, yeah. and it's been a lot of fun, and you really, you really when, when you're in that process, you see how important music is to a film, and it reminds me of, uh, you know, the, the story of when John Carpenter screened the original Halloween for executives, it didn't have the music. And the executive said to him, this is not scary. What, what, what is this? And then she saw the film months later with the music. And she said, what, what did you do? This was amazing. What, how did you, what did you change? The only thing that was added was the music. Yeah. So it shows you how much of an impact 
a score can really have on a visual. And for your music videos, are like almost like short horror films in themselves. Would you right. would you ever consider doing a horror feature film? Absolutely, it's the plan. Well, John Carpenter is a big fan of the podcast, so if he's listening, make sure John he gets Carpenter. It. <laughs> yeah, he's he's right behind me. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't like brag on this show ever, but Jamie Lee Curtis came on this podcast last year to promote Halloween. And really? It was, it was the coolest 15 minutes that I fucking so life. cool. Did you see that, Halloween? Yes, I'm a big fan. And uh, Ryan Turek, who has a, um, his own podcast, Shockwaves, mm-hmm. he uh, produced that movie, and he uh, came out too with a show in Los Angeles. He's a fan of the band. So to see someone who produced the new Halloween enjoying Ice Nine yeah. Kills... Uh, it what, was really cool. What's your take on horror remakes? I know there's a, there's a lot of different opinion out there, but say when we're remaking it in 2019, do you can think it's a really cool thing because it's it's showing new audiences something that is so historic, <laughs> or do you think it's bullshit and we should just focus on original content? I think I'm all for remakes if they're done properly. For me, they're you know it's like anything. Some are hits, some are misses. Uh, for me, uh, it is fantastic. I thought it was a beautifully shot film. Um, Friday the 13th remake was great. Uh, Rob Zombie's first Halloween remake, I loved. My Bloody Valentine 3D, all phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then there are misses, like Nightmare on Elm Street. That yeah. remake... Oh, sh- I didn't even remember that. Yeah, was, wow. uh, Not great. It was horrific. Yeah. And I think it, you know it's also a testament to Robert England's talent. You can't do... No. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I think that was out Robert England. What was interesting with the last Halloween as well is that they kind of made a point to say, no, 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 fuck every other Halloween movie. This is meant to be like a follow-up to Halloween. Like, just ignore the history. And at the time, you're like, eh, that's, you can't say that. But yeah. it worked. They did it, and it worked. And now they're doing a sequel to that sequel. I thought, I thought it was a really cool premise. Mm. Uh, it's not the first time in the series that they've ignored other films. Yeah. Uh, Halloween H2O ignores... Everything besides one and two, yeah. so four, five, six, gone. Uh, and I think it was a really interesting take on the um, the legacy of the franchise to think, oh, okay, he was captured that night. He didn't follow her to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it, it was a really well put together film. Well, I don't want to spend too much time talking on film. We have to talk about your music. Uh, the Silver Spring came out last year. When can we expect new Ice Nine Kills music? And by that, I mean an album. Well, we just released the Silver Scream Final Cut, mm-hmm. which is a reissue of that album yep. with a brand new song, a cover of Thriller, and three uh, or four acoustic renditions of songs on the album. We did a really cool version of our song about Halloween called Stabbing in the Dark with Matt from Trivium and Trivium's here today they they're are, yeah. such a great band such a great singer and then we had another guest perform on <coughs> sorry it's popcorn I knew the popcorn was a bad idea guys <coughs> we had another guest perform on our song about Friday the 13th it's called Thank God It's Friday and it's actually the original actor who played Jason Voorhees Seriously? in the first film. That's His name cool. is Ari Lehman, and he's a fantastic singer. He's got his own band called First Jason. Wow. I approached him to do it, just a shot in the dark, and he emailed me back, and I'm, I love Ice Nine Kills. It'll be an honor. So he did it, turned in a, a killer performance, no pun intended, and then he came to our show in Chicago last week. Yeah. 
And during our performance of Thank God It's Friday, I pointed up to him because he was in the balcony. I said, ladies and gentlemen, that is the original Jason motherfucking Voorhees. The crowd went insane. Yeah. And then he took us backstage after. He came backstage in our dressing room after the show. And he was like, you guys are the future of horror. And I was like, dude, <laughs> Jason is telling us we're the future of horror. Whether that's true or not, you know, yeah. I don't know. But the fact that he said that meant the world to us. That's fucking incredible, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming by. Sure. Uh, before you go, we're going to do a quick speed round, and you're going to win a prize. What? I mean, you're going to win the speed round whether you do this well or not, to be honest. We give headphones to everyone. It's fine. All right, ready for a speed round? There's just word association. Whatever I Got say, it. whatever comes to mind. Good things. Amazing. Billie Eilish. She seems kind of spoiled, to be honest. Old Town Road. Don't know what that is. Donald Trump. Schmuck. Climate change. Real. Social media. Kind of annoying. Music in 2019. Not as good as the 80s. Oof. Music in 2030. I fear for it. <laughs> we'll leave it on that note, I guess. Uh, Not as optimistic as we would like, but Spencer, thank you for coming by, man. No you won problem. yourself some Audio Technica headphones. Oh, dude, you thank you. Thank you so much for coming Hello, by, man. Uh, we hope to have you back in Australia soon. We'll do a more long-form chat where we can talk about love of movies and horror and Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Woo! Welcome back to Good Things 2019 backstage here on the green room, and I am now joined by Jeff of Simple Plan. Sir, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, this is a good setup, right? Your manager hustled to get you guys in. I think we like for some reason you were booked at 2 p.m. No one told your manager, so he's like, "Oh shit, it, okay. it's my fault." I was relaxing, you know, <laughs> meditating before the set. Yeah, you guys have done a couple of shows already. I know you have some side shows as well. No, we, we um, basically we started out, uh, we came back from a U.S. tour. Mm -hmm. We took a week off and uh, we came straight here and we had a show yesterday. So we're all good. We're fresh. No yeah. worries. Yeah, I think the last time you were in Australia was 2017. That was. Actually, we, uh, we came twice uh, on the last record. We came obviously promoting the last record. Mm -hmm. And then we did the anniversary tour for uh, our first record, No Pads, mm -hmm. um, the 15th anniversary. It was sick. It was absolutely amazing. We love coming here. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you're celebrating, like, uh, a record that's, you know, such a landmark in your career, it's changed our lives. And, and a lot of people's lives, too, I think. You know, a lot of people were telling us stories about, you know, how that record influenced them or, you know, happened in their life at a certain moment where they needed it. It's pretty amazing. It's um, it's very cool as well. I mean, a lot of these Sybil Plan songs, especially the, the, the classics, they're very angsty songs. Does it get a bit weird to play as you guys get a bit older? You know what? I... I had a phase in our career where I was like, we cannot play I'm Just a Kid. Like, I swear, like, like for five I'm years, I was like... 47 years old. I'm like, 55, come on. <laughs> I'm like, I am not playing that song. And the guys were like, dude, come on, you know? And now I see people jumping around, yeah. smiling. And you know what? Like, the whole... There's a bit of a cheesiness aspect to it. We're aware, you know? Yeah. And there's something... But, but pe like, people just get into it, you know? It's about... It's about a time in their lives. It's about, it's not, you know, lyrically taking it for exactly, you know, what it is. It's a lot more than that. It's an era. It's a, it, there's a bit of nostalgia. And people are having fun, smiling, jumping around. How can you say no to that? Mark Hobbes says it as well with Blake. Like, say something like, what's my age again? Like, yeah, okay, sure, he's not 23 anymore. But it's about separating the man from the song. Sure. It's about a period of time. And obviously, it resonates with so many fans. How can you not play it? You know, there's so many songs in, in history, you know, where... 
artists have written about a certain period in their lives and I think it's important that you write about stuff that you care about, that you know at the time, that you're honest about. And as you grow, obviously, those songs kind of change meanings. But I'm just a kid, you know, you could perceive it for exactly what it is, or you could think about it as, I'm staying young no matter what, you know? And yeah. that's the goal in life, I think, in, in a way. You know, you're a musician, you're, you know, you're doing, I could be doing a much harder job than that, but I'm just really playing music for people and having a good time. So, yeah, you're celebrating a period in your life. And you're right, like, Uh, there's there's ba and bands from our era you know we were we were very angry there were a lot of criers in the crowd <laughs> it's changed a lot you know with the years but at the same time people want to reconnect with real bands playing real music and the scene is healthier than it's ever been yeah we're playing shows that are bigger than ever and i think it has a lot to do with the fact that people are reacting to all the edm to the super like kind of like formatted music People just want a real live experience, mm. and that's why they come back to these shows. You like, like, literally summarized my entire teenage era there. Like, I so my era was pop punk, sure, Blink, Simple Plan, The Used, uh, who else? Dashboard Confessional. Thank you, producer Danny. Um, and then, obviously, as I got a little bit older, EDM started to be like the mainstream. I got a lot into that. Yeah. But then EDM kind of went shit for me, and I started reconnecting with these bands again. And you kind of fall in love with them all over again. Like you said, Simple Plan come to Australia and you guys are selling out bigger rooms than you were, say, when um, these albums were coming out. You're sure. playing bigger rooms. Does that surprise you? Um, you know what? You can start analyzing all that stuff. Is it because the people that were too young to come to the shows back, back then are now of age to go to the shows? Is it because the people that like you mm. you know we're connecting with those songs at the time are, are now wanting to relive those moments it's probably a bit of that and there's also the playlists you know like you're you're listening to to playlists at home or as you're working out or driving and and you're you're probably your taste pr pretty much bring you back to that and we're on all those pop punk playlists those punk playlists and people reconnect you know and i think it has to do with all of those elements and it, again as i said i think also like people like they want to see real bands you know play live and and sweat and put out a real good show and be passionate about it not just put a usb key into a laptop yeah. and, and kind of like play pretend you know mm. although you know there's some great edm music it's just not my thing you know i mean i'm glad you were voted out when you said that was a phase where you didn't want to play those songs anymore was that just you or is that a collective it's hard to tell what the other guys were, were thinking you know but I, i i remember like being very verbal about it you know and, and it just made no sense i was just like i think we're making better music now yeah. and we should and and we should like kind of like focus on the newer stuff and kind of you know move move forward instead of going back then I, i i remember one moment where i went to see a radiohead show and they would not play creep and i was like assholes <laughs> like what's wrong with you people like i bought my ticket just for that yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and and then i realized you know i don't want to be that guy yeah i, I think people want to see you know like the best songs of your catalog yeah. you have to get to people so now we have to play six hours you know to play all the songs <laughs> that i want to play but it's good like you need to play the hits to kind of keep the fans coming along with the new stuff sure because if you're that band which i think radiohead were doing that a lot where they'll call or even smashing pumpkins yeah like no fuck that we're not playing any of the old stuff we're playing strictly new stuff Yeah, that, people were frustrated. That, and like, that's not a shot at new Smashing Pumpkins music, but people want to see the classics. Absolutely. You got to take them on that journey. So I'm glad you did that. And I think too, like it forces bands to kind of not suck. 
You know, <laughs> it's true because you're releasing new music while people want to hear the old stuff. Yeah. So for them to accept a new material, you can't just phone it in. It has to be amazing. Mm. So where we when when we put out that song where I belong uh, with the state champs guys and uh, the We the Kings guys. We we made sure that that song kicked ass, and, yeah. and it was a lot of work. And we we kind of also questioned ourselves, like, what's pop punk in 2019? What is it supposed to be? You know, like, do you have drops? Absolutely, because all these metal bands are doing that. Mm. Do you have like electronic elements? Absolutely, not necessarily. You know, I I think where I belong is a straight up pop punk song with amazing singers. You know, collaborating, and people loved it. You know, and it's about again that. What's the common ground? All the bands that are on the poster here, what's the common ground? It's live music. It's celebration of being together to enjoy music. So whether you have the Veronicas or, you know, some of the more aggressive and very angry bands. And Who are on right now, I think. I hear a lot of screaming, a lot of heavy, <laughs> deep screaming right now. Man, there's a lot of angry people here. <laughs> I sure hope they find their way. They find their way. But... Um, you know what? Yeah, it's all about celebrating live music, and I think it's awesome. This festival is actually pretty sick because in 2002, this could never happen. Yeah. When we started out, like, Veronica's would have been, like, killed on stage, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. on Warp Tour, we had moments where we were like, man, we should stop this, you know? Like, I remember, like, in Canada, a Calgary show, they were throwing mud at us. Because at we're, a warp tour show, at warp tour, so in the states it would go super well. Coming yeah. back home, like people were thinking we were selling out. It's so it's so funny because we were still in the same album cycle. We were still playing the songs that people really embraced at first, but when success came, people reacted. Yeah, you're not supposed to be successful if yeah. you're playing yeah. punk pop punk. Now you're years later, and that whole stigma doesn't even exist, and that's amazing. And I think a lot of the fans that are in the crowd today are probably listening to, you know, like a bunch of like soup, Ariana Grande and A Day to Remember and mm. Simple Plan. And it works. Yeah. I don't really know why, but it does. It makes sense. Do we ever find out why people were throwing mud at you guys? Just stop playing and say, hey, what the fuck? I jumped in the crowd and um, it really didn't do anything, you know, like once, and, and was it because you were not playing the hits? Were you? No, no, were, we were playing exactly the same song. Really, we only had 11 songs or 12 songs from the first record mm. and we were playing them so fast that we only had like 32 minutes of music anyways Jesus you know Christ. but and, and and in that time i think our focus was kind of bad because we were focusing on that very silent minority that, that sorry that very loud minority that were like throwing mud it was probably two three people mm. not but they were spoiling the show they were ruining it of you course know? And you, you as a band, focus on that instead of focusing on the other people that are having a great time, you know? Yeah. Well, we, before you go, we do have to ask about new music. You mentioned the song you guys have with State Champs. Uh, Simple Plan haven't released an album since 2016. Is that in the we're works? We're so lazy, huh? I know. What's going on? I feel like I'm um, going to throw mud at you right now. We, we actually, we're almost done with our record. We, uh, great. We, yeah, we, we've been recording all year. And uh, I'd say we probably have three or four more songs to finish. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to do that in January, and then we have so much to. We have to finish it in January, or else we can't put out a record in 2020. Wow! So because uh, we have tours, you know, throughout the year. So that's the plan, and I think it's gonna it's gonna happen. Do we have an album title? We do not. Not Liar. yet. It will be some kind of pun, I suppose, a yeah. sexual pun of yeah. sorts. Can we expect you guys come back and do a, a full 
headline tour? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're going to go all around, coming back to Australia for sure. Okay, Jeff. Well, thank you so much for coming by, man. Before you go, we're going to do a quick speed round. You're going to win a prize either way. Let's be honest. We're yet to not give someone a prize. It's word association. I'm going to say a word or two, and you're going to just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? I'm nervous. Good things. Uh, Fun. Billie Eilish. Uh, Pretty cool. Old Town Road. Eh. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Donald Trump. Oh, God. I'm Canadian. Very proud. (laughs) Climate change. (laughs) It's a real thing. (laughs) Social media. Uh, Pretty bad. Music in 2019. Good. Good stuff. Music in 2030. I have no idea. That's a good one, actually. Great. All right. You know what? Jeff, you win. You win yourself some Audio Technica headphones, oh, my friend. Oh, shit, son. Tell Chuck he can fuck off now. He doesn't get I headphones. I shall do that. No, I'll actually, like, dude, thank you so much for coming you. by. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you, man. Woo. Thank you so much. Does <laughs> it not? It just started with me going, it is, No, that, it, it, that's exactly what it is. Okay, sweet. James and Luke from Violent Soho, welcome to the green room. G'day. Thank you for having Hello. us. Hello. Uh, yeah, so elephant in the room. James, you used to work for themusic.com.au. I did. Uh, you thought this would be a job interview. Well, you were a sales guy, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So nice. the... Um, well, I, I don't know if it was really sales. I just went and sat in the pubs <laughs> and drank their beer. And then and eventually they ads. would say, hey, we should advertise in that magazine that you work for. Yeah. And you happen to do a good job. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that thing. But this thing turned out to work out a little better, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we, we recorded. Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, we, we were uh, practicing I heaps. I can't remember. Yeah, we were practicing heaps. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah. Over all the various jobs and jobs and jobs. I remember Steve Bell, right, who um, uh, worked yeah, at Brisbane the music. A Brisbane legend. Yes, he is. Yeah. He is and he Brisbane. worked at the music as well at the time. And he said... Um, to me while like Luke was writing Hungry Ghost and we were practicing it three times a week mm. and um, he was like man you guys gotta chill out like you know you don't wanna w- work too hard and I was like nah 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 we know what we're doing and it was um, every time he said it it was hard for me to wrap my head around because I, 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 I believed the guy for pretty much everything that he always <laughs> said but in this case he was I reckon wrong. the hard work was <laughs> well, Actually, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make this whole podcast about your relationship with the music in Violent Soho, but when, uh, how long did things start working out with Violent Soho after you left the music? Or was it kind of simultaneous? It was already sort of, sort of happening. I guess um, oh, it would have been six months after I left the music, but I had to sort of leave in order to, I mean, to be honest, actually, the music was so good in trying to work around my schedule. They re- really were, actually. But, um... Yeah, I just had to, to go and tour, basically, mm. Mm. And, um, and practice, and yeah, and off we went. So, yeah, about six months after. I think I finished you in went, September. Then you went and worked at a guitar shop. Oh, yeah, I finished at March, and Tim then guitars. the album came out in September. Well, fast forward to 2019, and we actually haven't seen you guys in quite some time, and Australia has missed you. You've dropped a couple of singles. Where the fuck have you guys been? Mansfield, Brisbane, Australia. <laughs> to be specific. Yeah. No, I live there, yes. <laughs> like I've been work, making a record. Yeah. Takes time sometimes, being yeah. chilling. We're doing other stuff. Like, I produced a record, Tizzle produced a record, oh, yeah. mm. Junie's record, a tied line record, and Tizzle started a really awesome label. Mm-hmm. Henry's doing his photography. I don't know, we just like, we've always stuck with the mantra of we don't rush things, we'll, you know, wait till the songs come to us. So yeah. then we go to the studio and 
and do it right. So when we actually are touring, we're actually really stoked with every single song on the record. It, so sometimes that takes time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite interesting. We were talking about a couple of years ago when you were, when Val and Soho were kind of doing the grind. And now, fast forward to now, when people are wondering, oh, wow, where, where, where have Violence Soho been? Like, we need them around. And, and you guys have released a couple of singles. It's, does that seem pretty quick as far as, like, you know, you guys are, are working your way up, and now you're very much there, and people want you around all the fucking time? That's so cool to hear you yeah. say. That's a, is that a compliment? That's yeah. a compliment. Well, yeah, that was a compliment. <laughs> I, don't, I know this might sound that crazy. for us. We like just this. don't live in a world where the band is relevant to us on every day yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean so it, we can we kind of forget that we're in the band to some degree yeah you know um, and and again like that's really really rad if people want us to, to play then that's really cool I mean because that's what we want you know like um, and I think that was sort of part of why we sort of took some time off was just um, you know we had played a lot and I guess like 10, 10, 11, 12 years into our career, that's what people call it, mm. um, you know, normally people are winding down then, not getting popular. Yeah. It's certainly not happening at the same time. Yeah. So we were still in, like, the mental headspace, like any band would be that deep into their career. It just so happened that the last four to five years of that, <laughs> we had jumped Somehow. on, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. 200, 500 people shows to like, you know, 2,000 and then festivals of like 20,000. I thought we would be coming back. There'd be no one asking us to play <laughs> festivals and stuff. But that's seriously like Tizzle said, that's our attitude. Like it just, it's like, oh, we put, you know, we're friends. We put that first, you know, mm. and it's just music and it just comes kind of a second. And it's like, I don't know. I think that's why we've still been a band after 15 years. I mean, yeah, it sounds pretty black and white, but I mean, that kind of is exactly what it is as far as, you know, there are bands who just grind and grind and grind and grind and grind and tour and tour and tour, but there really is no off button. You guys kind of had the, I guess, the wisdom to say, let's just take a break. And then, like you said, yeah. friends first, music second. Yeah. It's also like, I think like, and it may sound cheesy or dumb or whatever, but it's like we were so like not accepted for so long inside the machine Mm. that we never ended up participating in it. So we were never like sort of stuck on that wheel yeah. or we never felt like if we didn't have a song on the radio that we needed validation. What were you yeah. going to do? Well, especially yeah. like our first, if you think about it, our first deal came from like Thurston Moore from overseas. Yeah. There was nothing local about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was funny. Like, after touring for like eight years. After Even doing like when you years, got like so. mainstream sets, I remember, what was it, the 27 Arias? And you guys mm. were late to the stage to accept your award because yeah, you were sticking beers downstairs. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't think we'd get another one. Yeah, so we were just we were like we were like watching the TV, going, oh, pro, I guess I'll give this one Veronica's because they're on. We're like four levels in the basement of, <laughs> of the casino. But that, that, like that humility is kind of what I think people love about you guys so much. Because uh, that's if, if you were watching that TV, going, all right, guys, we better get ready because we're about to win this one as well. Like you guys don't take yourselves too seriously yeah, no. which I think is fucking great we, oh that's awesome yeah, and to make sure like we it. don't <laughs> we, we went and took some time off yeah. you know, to, and, then and probably even going like oh man there's a bit there's a year more than would have liked yeah, yeah but we, we get it we do it already. it's like who cares man if, it's, if we came back and we're playing 200 cap rooms and not getting festivals is what it is mm. that's so. exactly like the discussion that we had you know we'd rather um, play to 200 people on our own terms yeah. and try and maintain this yeah. and you know? that's what we that's why even the first song that came out I don't know if you've heard it but it's called A-OK -okay. mm -hmm. it's kind of a not something we would normally lead with or we've always had songs like that on our records but we've never sort of put that forward or first um, and part of the reason why I was doing that is to show that we're still doing this for ourselves and this is what we're really into you know this is what's um, 
what we're enjoying doing, yeah. you know? So yeah. The ability to remove yourself from the machine, that's a bad way of saying it, but, like, does that ever concern you? Like, say if you guys, the music you're writing moving forward, as you said, what you guys like, are you concerned that that might piss fans off? Does it matter to you? Are you guys just putting nah. it out there and see what happens? Nah. nah. Honestly, the one thing I've learned is, is that our band, for some reason, is supported like a... a footy team yeah. like to some degree yeah. um, you know people turn out in our t-shirts like jerseys going to a game you know yeah. where most bands you know you don't wear <laughs> the shirt to the show <laughs> we're like oh you, yeah. why are you wearing our shirts to the show <laughs> yeah. but it's cool um, and, and we're just we're, we're so blessed for that support and we by no means take it for granted yeah. so we never want to piss anyone off that supports us but um, no, nah, it's definitely not of a concern. And the reason why it's not a concern is because we spent so long with it not being able to be one that now it can't become one because it was just never there in the first place, you yeah. know? So it's it's honestly so weird for us talking about our band, I, I think, anyway, because yeah. of this. Like talking like from the outside, being exactly. in it. Yeah. 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 Because it's like, it's just not... I, I, it, yeah, it's just not the same to us as what I think people think that it might be. Does it yeah. surprise you that you've you've now come back with a couple of singles and people are still very much invested in Violent Soho? Like, as far as when you said you had the conversation, if we played at 200 rooms when we come back, who gives a fuck? But obviously it's worked out quite well. People still very much care and everyone's revved up for this album. There is an album, right? There is an album. <laughs> there is an album. We have recorded an album. Yeah. Do you, can you tell us release dates, album titles, cameos? We don't have um, any, any don't of have that any. information. And that's not to <laughs> Sorry say... Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's also not to um, dance around it. Yeah. We actually don't have, um, you know, front cover, so it can't be printed. We don't have release dates. So yeah. um, we're not, like, trying to, you know, hide that. We yeah. actually just don't have, have that. We're going as quickly as we can. Yeah. As soon as AOK was ready, we put it out, even when it wasn't going to be a single. Mm-hmm. Um so we're just going to get out music as quickly as possible um, and an album as, as well. But we got heaps of songs and we're just going to pretty much release as fast as possible. Yeah. So I, I would imagine straight into the new year we'd have out another one at least, yeah. maybe even yeah, two within the month or something. Yeah. And then do you get back in the grind as far as touring? No. No? No. We'll never be back on the grind. We <laughs> uh, we did 200 and something shows one year in uh, 2010 and, and that... That's, that was our grind. Yeah. And so from here on out, it's like maintaining it in a, in a way that we enjoy it and love it. And that, that passion is still honest and true in there. And so with that, we've guaranteed or committed to each other one tour. So we're going to do an album and then one national tour, maybe a couple spot shows or whatever. Um, but at the moment, that's just where it's at, you know? Filmmaker. Oh, no, it's just like, okay. I thought Luke was like discussing what you no, said. No, no, no. It was... Michael Ridley, our filmmaker. Anyway, but that's what we've committed to, if that makes sense. Guys, thank you so much for coming by. Before you go, we're going to play a quick speed round because you're going to win a prize that Luke spoiled for himself. Oh, sorry. Oh, wow. (laughs) What? A prize? All right, guys. That is a good prize. I like those. Word association, Um, whatever comes to mind, you can say it. All right, ready? Oh. Good things. Forex Gold. Billie Eilish. Forex Gold. Bad guys. Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Billy Ray Cyrus. Donald Trump. Dickhead. (laughs) Climate change. Real. Social media. Fake. Music in 2019. Good. Music in 2030. Probably. Um, 
probably jazz, <laughs> jazz, jazz. A lot of jazz. That was actually the quickest speed round we've done. Everyone's like, oh, what's that what? song? Guys, well done. You win Audio Technica headphones. Oh, oh, no. oh my god, you never saw this yeah, coming. I love it. What a treat that you never saw coming. Guys, I, <laughs> I, I thought you guys were joking. These are good. Yeah, no, the, I have like two pairs. Do of you know how many times people are like, "Oh my god!" Like it's actually like I'm not going to give you a fucking minty. I mean, you can have one, but you, yeah, well done. That's unreal, guys. Thank you so much for coming by. Man, We're glad to have you back. I'm so glad like we got sent to this one. Yeah, <laughs> sucked in Mikey yeah, and Jay yeah, yeah. and Mikey and Henry. Mikey and Henry are going to the other. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, you go. You thank guys you. got some red snakes. So. Guys, thank you so much. We'll talk to you All soon. Right, cool. See ya. Well, we are almost at the end of Good Things 2019, and uh, I am stoked to be joined by the frontman of the headlighting act of Good Things 2019, Winston from Parkway Drive, yeah. sir. Welcome. Head man, front, front man of the apocalypse tonight. <laughs> it's, I literally have been wiping down the mics and, and this sash on the microphone every five minutes. Yeah. Uh, dude, welcome home. Thank you. Good it to is, be back. It is so good to have you guys yeah. back after a, to put bluntly, a fucking ridiculous year for Parkway Drive. Yeah, it's been a wild one, hey? Uh, Pretty stoked. This this European circuit um, has been insane. Yeah. In a word. Yeah. I'm going to let you explain what the year's been like because I wasn't there. Yeah. No, it's been (laughs) wild. It's just been, it's been a wild, it's been a wild few years, to be honest. Um, Right when, like, you think you're going to take a break, it's just kind of leveled up over and over and over again. Mm. And we've been given the chance to to take advantage of that and like expand what we do mm-hmm. and it's just man I never thought it'd be this big never thought it'd be this big didn't realise there'd be this much work going into it either either. Yeah. but like yeah it's um, it's nice like to be able to headline major festivals like worldwide these days and play arenas and know what we're doing to be able to put on a show that's worth that and, like, yeah. and be able to fill that space on stage and fully realise what we had in mind when we write these songs yeah. and put it on stage is really fun. It's there, really cool. There's been a lot of conjecture about like the fact that why the fuck has it taken this long for Parkway Drive to headline <laughs> an Australian festival? Yeah. And you've said it's because simply the good things gave you the, the, the opportunity. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Um, why is that? Um, look, I'm not going to speculate about <laughs> anything in the past mm. because I Mature. honestly... Yeah, yeah. But... Um, uh, I think we've always we're we're a country that looks to America especially for culture so we have an ability like we tend to perceive that culture as as the best culture like in general everything we do is jacked from over there so when an American band comes to Australia plays a festival they're already two steps in front of an Australian band doesn't matter how big they are that's the thing and we've always felt that there is amazing talent in this country and especially being definitely the like the biggest band of this style to to come out of australia we're not gonna we were never gonna buy into the concept that this is lesser than be simply because of geography and we're not going to encourage that perpetuation so we just never took up offers that weren't legit basically that weren't legit and this one was like good things gave us this slot and we're like sweet and we'll do it right because so. the fucked up part is, is like it's not like oh Parkway Drive need to earn their dues. Like you guys have been yeah, have been true for a long time. Yeah, this is not a, a ridiculous concept of Parkway Drive headline. No, festival. no, it's not. You can do it. We, we've known this for years. Your tours are getting bigger. Your fans are getting bigger. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty insane to think it's taken this long. Yeah, yeah. But it, it happens. Like that's the thing. It's uh, we're also a very independent band. So um, dealing with us means you're dealing with us and like 
what you get is us and not a bunch of other strings. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, yeah, just it, it's a music biz, man. Yeah. It's a music biz. We're, yeah. we're like outliers in that thing. We just do our, we do our thing. So it's, uh, it's an interesting. I thing. had Luke. Luke came on the podcast like right after you guys got announced as the headliners. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, he, he said that like it, it, it's, it's a big deal for you guys to yeah, be doing this. Um, he also hinted at the documentary that you guys have finally yeah. announced, Viva the, yeah. Viva the Underdogs. Viva the Underdogs, which is, brother. Which is very exciting as well. Yeah. Um, and that, I guess, from based on the trailer, is essentially what we've just talked about for the last five minutes yeah. about a band who come from Byron Bay, have been just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, yeah. but are still in this corner of like, oh, you know, Parkway Drive. Yeah. It's, it's fucking insane to me. <laughs> we just, it keeps coming back to this fact. It's like, you guys are killing it. Yeah. Europe, clearly, Europe has seen that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's great that well, Australia has finally thing, seen it. The really weird thing is it's it's killing it worldwide. Like, yeah. we're, we're, we're doing very, very well as a band. And this isn't us uh, a whinging or anything. It, it just is. It's been very interesting for us being in this band and achieving all of these things and having such an incredible fan base who are, like, we've been selling out, like, 5,000 cap rooms in Australia for mm. 10 years now mm. it's not a, it's not like a new thing for us but yeah. it's bought more been the the perception of Parkway as something smaller than it actually is mm. and I think people have always wanted to see Parkway as something smaller as well because yeah. because you kind of can and because we never gave ourselves credit either we were always just like ah, we're, we're lucky to, like it's all just luck And so when did you yeah. finally turn around and be like you know, you know what fuck everyone we're, yeah. we're doing a good yeah. job literally like three years ago wow that was it yeah. it took a very long time because uh, like it's very hard to ignore um, the fact that what we do is not mainstream to start with mm. like it's heavy no matter what people want to sure. say this is it is very heavy and it is not mainstream mm. um, and that when you're like in Australia, the beat, like the top of doing something, you wait for that bubble to burst yeah. because trends come and go. Yeah. Um, so you kind of just think this is going to be done. This has to be a fluke. Yeah. Um, but the longer it's gone on, the more we realised that kind of no, this connects with people. It does connect with people mm. because it connects with us. And if I can feel this way about what we do, then it translates to someone else. Yeah. And to give a fuck, basically yeah. to give a fuck, to to go right. We've done this for a long time. Have confidence in the fact that we've built up a skill set and a, a backbone of our art form that we should be proud of and that we should not be scared of standing behind. Yeah. Fuck so, it. yeah, it's, it's been a very interesting personal growth mm. for everyone in this band. But once that happened, we were able to really, like, smash down the doors of what we wanted to do, like... Mm with everything with on ter in terms of stage in terms of concept in terms of what where we want this band to go what we want to do with it and actually realizing potential which I've, is really it's fun i've seen some clips from the european shows this yeah. entering through the crowd very wwe and i fucking love it was that inspired by Seth Rollins, also a wrestler, also turns out a very <laughs> also big drive in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just saw that. I was like, I wonder yeah. if Seth told them to do that. Yeah, no, it was it was um it was definitely like boxing orientated though. It was interesting yesterday in Melbourne, because we were like, when we bring this to Australia, is this just gonna be the Guys, loosest just, thing yeah. ever? Oh, it was was, was, it like, was people respectful? Yeah. Kept it yeah, but oh. in like the wildest way possible. Yeah, right. It was we just didn't know because we've had you just 
as soon as you break the like it's like the fourth <laughs> wall of performance like once you're in the audience and they don't know you're going to be there especially yeah. with fire and ski masks and a giant fur coat and, yeah um it just puts people on edge really quickly but literally like <laughs> the show starts five minutes before you even hit the stage yeah. and it's already like electric and Australia, like Melbourne yesterday was just kids just going yeah yeah boys yeah it was but it was awesome it was just yeah. a sick vibe and I think that's the thing it's not about separating ourselves it's yeah. about literally starting from <clears throat> where everyone else is well before you go I, I don't know if uh, Luke told you about this don't know if it, he wasn't meant to tell me uh, he said <laughs> you guys are going to tour on the back of Viva the Underdogs uh, can we expect an album in 2020 is that happening or is it can very much can you expect much, an album yeah was it very you much can't expect new music. We can or we can't. Sorry. Nah, you can't expect new music. But right. you can expect. You can expect. Uh, you can definitely expect a tour. Great. So I keep a keep a keep your peepers open for that one, good. and a really good tour too. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a little while before we do like the next the next music from Parkway. Right. Just because we want to put time and effort into it, and everything thus far has been dictated by circumstance, basically. Yeah. In the, and having to have an album out or not having the, like the experience to be able to create what we want to create or creating exactly what we want to do but now we're 10 years older so it's not the same thing yeah, totally. and, and, and you've earned your spot you don't have to release an album every fucking year yeah that's it that's year, it people, we want to be we want to be out of that cycle because totally. I do like as as far as the writing group goes we have some a lot of ideas that we want to put into record but we just know that if it's like yeah we'll crank it out in a month it's going to be crap yep. and we just don't release records like that yeah. if something is not good it just does not see the light of day so yep. I know it's going to take time okay. that's it well dude before you go we're going to do a speed round because you're going to win a prize oh yes All right, send me go. that prize it's, it's a word association First the, mint, the minties the milkos or the popcorn you can the have them all but yeah. there's a better prize oh, I righty, okay. that bottle of water next to you yeah. alright ready good things um speed round come on Winston yeah <laughs> Porridge for breakfast with honey. Deal. Billie Eilish. Pretty good. Old Town Road. Really good. Donald Trump. Not so good. Climate change. Shit. Social media. Shit. Music in 2019. Yeah, it's all right. Music in 2030. Probably be really good. Good. Winston, you win the prize. <laughs> Audio Technica headphones. There you win this. Oh my God, I get headphones. You get headphones, sir. <laughs> Do I really get headphones? Actually, why does everyone think I'm faking? Yes, oh, you get the headphones. <laughs> Dude, thank you this so much for coming by. Thank you. Uh, looking forward to your set, dude. And yeah, looking, looking forward to, to what's happening in 2020. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, man. I'm going to let you study this. The, we're rolling, so that's This fine. sounds wild. Milko <laughs> cheese. Never had one. You ever had one of these? Now we're getting some sweet ASMR on this podcast. Uh, rounding hey. out the day, I am joined by Jeremy and Kevin of A Day to Remember. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Sydney. Thank, thank you. you. Kevin, how is it? What are you eating? All right, so a Milko chew. It's literally, it's a chewy candy that just tastes like a vanilla milkshake. Milko Chews. <laughs> Dude, welcome to the country. Uh, it's so good to have a day to remember back here. You played Melbourne yesterday. How has Australia treated you so far? Wonderful. The weather was great, the sun was out, but it was like nice and cool. Just a great festival day, so can't complain. Got to catch all our favorite Australian bands. That's right. Such as? Die Art is Murder, Violent Soho, Parkway Drive. I yeah. mean, watch all of them. Doesn't get yeah. much better than that. Uh uh-uh. uh. These are the exclusive shows in Australia this time around. Can we expect you guys back for a full tour anytime soon? I mean, next year for sure. Yeah. At some point, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, so we know the, the new album has been, was pushed back. It uh, is. Do we have finer details as yet? 
We have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So we're still finalizing mixes. We pretty much finished the tracking section of it. Yeah. Uh, we had our producer coming out on the last tour we did in the States, working on some stuff. And uh, so we're getting the final mixes in. And then main thing now is just we got to find art that we're in love with. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so if anybody out there wants to do some artwork, the album's called You're Welcome. Send it to us. Actually? Why not? <laughs> I mean, right? I actually saw some fans online. It's like, you know, like fans named the record. So why don't you ask fans to do the artwork? I'm like, I mean, that sounds great. All right, Elizas, so, do it then. What, what do you guys think? Send it in. Yeah. Yep. How long does that process usually take the artwork? Well, honestly, there's usually like a vivid idea. With this one, it's more like open-ended. We've been asking artists, like, what does this mean to you? Like, what would you do? So that's been the hardest part. There isn't like a clear, let's do this idea. So yeah. we're kind of taking all ideas. Yeah, right. Can you tell us a bit about the album as far as the sound? Like, obviously, when Degenerates came out, it's a, it's a little bit of a, a different direction. Still got that sweet Data Remember sound. Uh, can we expect more of that across the album? Uh, I think there's a little bit of everything. So it's the same Data Remember formula, just done in a modern way. Right. So there's going to be... I, I don't know how to explain it better than that. I don't know. We, we always kind of put, like, everything on records, like whatever songs we think sounds great it's going on the record so <laughs> that's what it was yeah so it's literally that so there's a little bit of something for everybody on this record yeah. it really is there's there's songs that are sound completely like normal day to remember songs we've got a really heavy track we did with will putney that sounds like a very modern heavy song yeah. honestly one of my favorites on the record now yeah i think people are going to be a big fan of that if you're into our heavier side yeah and then there's songs that to me remind me of like a tom petty song you mm-hmm. know what i mean that i got i was surprised that the guys wanted to use you yeah. know so it's going to have a little bit of everything on it. So we, we kind of branch out in all sorts of different directions. Like any any kind of thing that's happening in rock music, we tried to put our spin on it. Yeah. Where do you think this will sit along the A Day to Remember catalog? As far as sound, as far as what you guys are trying to... Well, where you're trying to go sonically? Well, it's just its own thing. Yeah. It, it, it's very... So we, we worked with a producer that's like known for rock and modern pop he just did the new uh basement record mm-hmm. yeah. which sounds fantastic but then he he also works with like pop groups so he really understood both sides of what we were trying to do and then we brought the heaviness to it yeah so it's just its own thing man it's like a new spin on the same formula and because of those influences mixed with what we usually do it's just its own thing so i, I think it's a really an eclectic album when it comes to all the different styles of rock we're playing on one album. So I always reference Common Courtesy because there's so many different things we kind of grazed on that record when it came to like inspiration or whatever, sonically. So it reminds me of that, but it's uh, yeah. it's just something that would happen today and not then, you know? Yeah. What was the, I guess, the mindset of coming back to Australia and doing some big festival spots as far as, you know, you're obviously not in the album cycle yet. You will be next year. We were yeah. supposed to be. So you were like... <laughs> we were supposed to be in the cycle it right now. It was supposed to be yeah. out in November, so we originally planned on, we're here, this is our new album. Well, it's pretty cool, though, you can still have the freedom to say, no, fuck that, we'll still go. Uh, the label and management were not happy about that decision, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we are, you know? Yeah. like we We spent all this time writing music and trying to perfect it why not be a hundred percent on it you know what i mean and we're playing three new songs anyways exactly you know so it must be cool coming out to australia when was the last time you guys were here oh my god two two years ago probably yeah and coming back the crowds are bigger there are more fans 
like everyone is ready for this album. It's pretty cool to see internationally, right? Yeah. It was, it was great yesterday. Everybody was singing along yep. very loud. The response was awesome. And then, yeah, I was very surprised. The new songs, everybody knew them. Yep. So the generates went off. I was, yeah. I'm very happy. Couldn't be happier so about it. So if we're speculating, we just hope for the, what, first quarter of 2020? Uh, so push it for, I would say. first quarter is how many months there? January, February, March. January, February, yeah. March. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what we're pushing for. what we're pushing for. Sure. Dude, I can't even imagine. Kevin is going to be so mad. I'm going to be furious Kevin if it doesn't come out be before that. me up like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I'm literally like, what is going? What Wait, are the hangouts? So you're the, you're the guy in the band who calls the label. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Sometimes no, I'll, I'll no, send Kevin a text is, every Kevin is the guy where he's like, guys, what the <laughs> hell are we doing? Not the label. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's like, can we get this done? Like, yes, Kevin. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, it's so good to have you back in the country. Before you go, I'll do a little speed round with you. You're gonna win a prize. I promise okay. you, the prize is good. Okay. Is it a Milko chew? Uh, you can have as many as you want. Right, sponsored cool. by Milko. The producers are getting ready to get the prizes. I hope. <laughs> do your jobs. Job. All right, guys. Speed round. First thing that comes to mind. Good things. Sex. Our song. Good things. Billie Eilish. Drake. Designer Old- clothing. Old Town Road. Cowboy hat. Grammys. Donald Trump. Fuck. Toupee. Climate change. Trump. <laughs> Fires. <laughs> Social media. Yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah, I wish I was off it. Music in 2019. Ooh. Nothing. It was, it was all right. Nice. I think it was a good year. And music in 2030. Oh, is that a question? I thought you were saying first What are your thoughts thing? on music in 2019? Oh, I didn't. I thought that was still like first thing. <laughs> Came to mind. Music in 2030. Yeah. Hopefully, Bill and Ted come out with their album. Thank you. Fuck. That's a good call. Guys, you got to win some Audio Technica headphones. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I don't remember. It's so good to have you back in the country. Good luck tonight. Good luck with the rest of the run. And thank you, man. We can't wait to see you back in the country, guys. Appreciate this. Absolutely. Thank you. Somebody just stole my studio headphones. You're replacing them. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. That is a wrap for us here at Good Things Festival 2019. Thank you so much for listening. Before we move on, we have to thank again our friends Audio Technica for providing these incredible headphones for all the artists. Violent Soho actually came back and picked up a couple more. I'm pretty sure they stole a few as well. So Violent Soho, if you're listening, please give them back. No harm will be done. Thank you again for listening. That is our special. We'll see you all next week. If you're looking for some new podcasts over the holiday season, why not check out the Handshake Media Network through themusic.com.au. As well as the Green Room podcast, there's Two Truths and a Lie with Uppy Chatterjee, who sits down and says what it says on the tin, talks Two Truths and a Lie with bands across the country and around the globe, as well as A Matter of Faction with Browning and Pricey, who talk all things metal, local and abroad. And that sucks with Dan Cribb, who goes through the worst of your favorite things. Check out the Handshake Media Network through themusic.com.au.